Now I want you to join me as we go into the Word of God. And I want you to take a comfortable position and bring out your Bibles because you, Bible says, draw near to hear when you come into the house of the Lord. Otherwise, you give the sacrifice of fools. And God never does anything without speaking. He, he, he doesn't get up to do anything. He just speaks. Now, he's going to speak a word to you in season. And that word is so accurate, it's going to help you navigate to know where you are at, what you ought to do to get to where you ought to be and where you want to be. And so shall it be this morning. I'm going to be reading to your hearing from 1 Samuel chapter 30. I'm going to be reading verses 1 to 6. 1 Samuel 30 verses 1 to 6 for the word of God this morning. And here begins the reading of God's word. It says, now it happened, and that's very important. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it down with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burnt with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. What a terrible situation. Verse 4, Then David and, his, and the people who were with him lifted up their voices. I, I thought they were going to say lifted their voices to pray or to call on God. But the Bible says they lift up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinaom, the Jezreelite, and Abigail, the, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had also been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people even spoke, spoke of stoning him. What a tragedy upon tragedy. The people spoke stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and daughters, but David, hallelujah, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. This morning I bring you the word of the Lord I entitled, Get Real, It Is Time to Encourage Yourself. Get real, get real, it is time to encourage yourself. First Samuel 30 verse 6, the King, King James Version, Abrid says, and David was greatly distressed, for the people even spake of stoning him. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I want you to look at somebody. If there's anybody with you, your wife, your brother, your sister, your spouse, your children, tell them, get real. It is time. It is time for you to encourage yourself in the Lord. Get real. It is time. To encourage yourself in the Lord. And this is the word of the Lord to us today. We take our text from David, who is a great example. A man God loved very much. A man who God was with all the time. And guess what? He ran into the trouble of his life. Uh, when David had no other option, he had to encourage himself in the Lord. Look at the catalog of woes. Here he went. Um, fighting off all the, all the enemies of uh, Judah and Israel. 
and silencing them and they had been away for three days now when they had won the battles it, 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 winning the battles means god is with you and you're going home triumphantly and you expect the women and the children to rush out and dance and receive you and your wives kiss you and what a great hero you are and they just saw smoke they saw they saw emptiness they saw the houses knocked down the cattle is gone no children and a complete disaster and um, what happened to David is totally inexplicable. When what happened to David was very, very serious. Now he didn't cause it. Now he didn't see it coming. Neither could he understand it. And he certainly couldn't explain it to himself or to his men of valor that believed in his leadership. And all they lived for, all that was important to them was routed and burned to the ground. No wife, no children. And what use is victory when there's nothing on ground when you get home? What a mess. Totally inexplicable. Hmm. Ah, the King James Version in verse 1 says, Now it happened. And that sounds to me like not just a statement of fact, but also a warning. Now it happened. It means any time such a thing can happen, the unexpected, the unprecedented, the strangest and inexplicable happen. Now let me ask you, doesn't that sound a little familiar today? Does that sound familiar or not? We turned the corner into this year and some people didn't hear me saying be careful things are not going to work so well you need the Lord to be your shepherd and all that and all hell broke loose and most things are burned to the ground it doesn't matter which nation you belong to now it doesn't matter what passport you have it doesn't matter whether you have a visa it's global the unexpected come on now the unprecedented we've never seen anything like this before the strangest and the most inexplicable happened, the Bible says now it happened. I can say now it is happening. Something so strange. They couldn't even think of how to react properly to it. It's totally stumped the man of war David, the dangerous killer David. It's stumping and his men of valor. There are some things that happen that it doesn't matter how big your muscles are. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. It doesn't matter how many passports you have or how many visas. It doesn't matter how many homes you have. It just stops you and great men were brought to tears. It is quite a sight to see valiant men broken down, whipping their nose, running, rolling on in the dirt. And it is such a horrible sight. They wept all night, the Bible says, but that didn't change anything. They wept till they had no more strength to weep. And you know some people are weeping in the corner of their room. They wept all night, but that didn't change anything. The, the emotional and sentimental outburst will not help in these kind of circumstances. That's the lesson. They wept all night and God didn't show they wept all night, angels in shore. They wept all night, it didn't change anything. So the lesson to you and I is emotional and sentimental outburst. As much as we may feel the need to, uh, to emote like that, and will not help in these kind of circumstances. As a matter of fact, some people thought that it was only David's men that wept. No, no, verse 4 says David too wept all night. 
and he too wept to the point he had no more strength to weep. You don't need to stand up to weep. You can lie down to weep. You can sit down to weep. So weeping is one of the simplest things to do. It means that they didn't even have any bodily strength to stand up because they had wept so much. Even weeping, they had no more strength to weep. It looks like a total a place of total devastation. They, uh, what I noticed was that they were engaging in weeping of agreement instead of prayer of agreement. Bible says they lifted up their voices. And when I see that in Bible, in the Bible, it always says they lifted up their voices and cried to God. Uh, and, and shouted with a shout of praise or something. Bible says they lifted up their voices in the weeping of agreement. Or agreement of weeping. Rather than in the prayer of agreement. Which is what is needed to be done when we hit a place of total devastation. It's not even a place of prayer. No, no, no. That kind of prayer may not be enough. It has to be prayer of agreement, not weeping of agreement, not complaining of agreement, not murmuring of agreement, not refusing to come to church of agreement. Because we have homes that don't do church anymore. We have people that don't give anymore. There's a, there's a complete agreement to just do things rather than what needed to be done. Hmm. I know somebody is saying, Pastor, thank you for telling me what I have been doing wrong. So the complaining, the anger, the temper tantrums, the sulking, the withdrawal from spiritual things, from church, from doing what God really delights in, the disconnecting from people, disconnecting from your pastor, disconnecting from praise or worship, uh, blame gaming, that means they started, they begin to look for who to blame. The accusations, they told the Lord, uh, don't you care that we perish? How could you be sleeping in our storm? All kinds of things don't help in situations like this. They wet all they could until they had no more strength to weep and that didn't change. Nothing, no angel showed up. God did not thunder from heaven. Their, their enemies were still enjoying what they took from them. And when they got to that point, David had no choice when all the options failed, but to turn back to God and encourage himself in the Lord, his God. So all the complaining hmm, has to stop. All the anger and temper tantrums ought to stop. They only make things wrong. All the sulking, all the not participating in church, withdrawing, disconnecting, blame gaming, accusations, will not work. It will, as a matter of fact, it is likely to make things only worse. Even then, as if his, his words were not enough, David, who was now tired and wondering what was all the victory about, it, even then his men turned on him as if he, David, were the enemy that routed Ziklag rather than the, 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 the general that led them to victory. They forgot all his goodness. They forgot his leadership. They forgot how he has blessed them. And all of a sudden, they turned on him. When things get really bad, people are going to disappoint you. People that used to be reliable will begin to prove unreliable. People that, that used to stand by you may turn against you. His valiant men, his men of valor, they were his bodies. They did 
great things together. If, as a matter of fact, the Bible records that almost every two weeks or at least every month, they went out, they went out raiding and they always won. They had a bond, but that bond failed under the pressure of the calamity of losing their children and their wives. And so a lot of relationships were tested to the limit and they're melting down right now. This relationship melted down. They turned on him. His friends turned on him and they wanted to stone him. David had no option but to get real. <laughs> David had no option but to get real and then get a hold of himself, put his emotions under control so that he could encourage himself in the Lord, his God. <laughs> because he knew that at this point in time, things can really, really get completely obliterated. Everything can be lost at this point in time. David had no option. He had to get real. I come to you according to the writing of the scroll this morning with the voice of God as the angel of God to you to say, get real. It is time to encourage yourself. All that bickering, all that murmuring, all that getting angry is only going to make things work. Get real. It is time to encourage yourself too the same way David had to. Get real, it is time to get a hold of yourself too. I am talking to you this morning. The Lord sent me to you, get real. Stop playing those games anymore. They don't help, they only make things work. Get real, it is time to get a hold of yourself too. Put your emotions under control so that you too can encourage yourself in the Lord your God so that things can turn around for good as it did for David. Otherwise, things will only get worse. And this is the counsel of the Lord to the wise. That's why the Bible says, draw near to hear when you come into the house of the Lord so that you don't keep the company of fools. Ah, he that walks with wise men will be wise, and this is the garden of wise people. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. This is not the time to listen to emotional outbursts of people anymore. You need to look. The light of the word of God is shining. And it was from that point on, when David encouraged himself in the Lord his God, it was from that point onwards that things started turning around. All the crying all night, all the complaining didn't do them any good. His, his discouraged men who had turned lynchers, they were going to lynch him. From the point David turned back to the Lord, his discouraged men of Baalah, who turned to ugly enemies of his well-being, who turned to be lynchers, who turned to be admirals. They changed their mind and followed David to pursue the enemies of David called the Amalekites. And when they, when they changed their mind, they followed David. They didn't even know where the Amalekites had gone. And so when they crossed the brook, thinking, should we go to the north or the south, the east or the west, they found a young Egyptian man who was left behind by the Amalekites, who, because he was ill, he had to fall ill because God needed to plant somebody to show them the way to be able to recover their losses. And this young Egyptian man was lying down there sick. And this is why it is good to be hospitable. And David said, no, no, leave him alone. Give him some food. Give him some water. And the young man recovered and said, hey, listen, we're looking. He said, who are you? He said, I'm a servant of one of the Amalekites. But because I was sick, I was left behind. I said, listen, 
Uh, he said, don't kill. He said, no, we won't kill you. That's why we gave you food. Can you tell us where they are? And this guy told them exactly where they were camping. They were having a party. They were celebrating their victory. Otherwise, David would not even know which direction to go. The longer he left it, the more unlikely he would recover all his family. And glory to God, as this young Egyptian pointed them out to where the Amalekites were camping, when they, by the time they got there, nobody had yet been killed. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. From the point David stopped uh, giving uh, voice to his uh, unbridled emotions, from the point he stopped doing what didn't matter, from the point he, he encouraged himself in his Lord, his God, Things started turning around for good. From the point he stopped playing the blame game and took responsibility to go back to God because what is not possible with men is possible with God. Listen, they, they sat together. They worked together. Nothing changed. He turned away from man and turned. The psalmist says, I will lift up my eyes beyond the hills of decay and burnt ashes of, of, my, of my past, of my present. I will lift up my eyes beyond those hills and I will look to God who made the heavens and the earth, the one who keeps and helps Israel. He will help me. And this is a counsel of the Lord. Get real. It is time for you to stop emoting. It is time for you to turn to God and encourage yourself in the Lord your God. Somebody say hallelujah. And by the time you have an accurate word like this, you know your victory. When you recover, your losses is only round the corner. Ah, I like what Galatians 6 and verse 5 says. I like what it says. It is right down our alley this morning. Galatians 6 and verse 5. It says, for each one shall bear his own load. I, I believe that uh, the King James Version says, each one shall bear his own burden. Galatians 6 verse 5, for each one, each one shall bear his own load. You see, at times like this, you can't put your load on anybody. Listen, that's the worst thing to do. So all the valiant men wanted to put their load on David by stoning David. Foolish. It's not going to work. It's not going to change your situation. Things are not going to get better. Each person at times like this shall bear their own load. This is wisdom. And let he that hath ears, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. David couldn't put his load on those men. Otherwise, David is so strong and gifted in battle, he could have killed half of them by himself. In annoyance, when they even dared talk about stoning him, imagine they were discussing stoning him before his very before. They were saying it right in front of him. And this is a dangerous guy. So he could have killed his own army and been left alone. And so he, the Amalekites may have come back and killed him too. So, but, so the Lord is saying to us, when things are like this, when the stars fall out of the sky, when things get so bad, when everything is burnt down across the world, across our neighborhoods, our cities, our nation, listen, each one shall bear his own burden. This is the time to stop blaming people. This is the time to get real, get real. The time is short. And start encouraging yourself in the Lord your God. Not just the Lord, the Lord your God. It has to be a personal thing. You have to close up on the Lord. You have to forget the people around you. This is one-on-one -on -one with the Lord. Huh. And how did David bear his own load? 
How did he bear his own load? If every man is to bear his own load, he did it by having to encourage himself in the face of the daunting and intimidating odds. Listen, when it is time for you to encourage yourself, the situation will not have changed. You just take your eyes off the situation and put your eyes on God. You have to lift up your heart beyond the hills of, of, of the devastation going on around you and, and, and lift up your heart to God in worship and, and put your hope back in God. The word of the Lord has said, do not even trust or rely or depend on your own strength or your own power, but on the spirit of the Lord. This is the only way forward. Otherwise, the story of David and his men will have ended in ashes, in disaster, and there will be no celebrated King David today. Listen, it, what looks like a full stop could be a comma if you would get real and encourage yourself in the Lord. What did David have to do? Let me break it down for you so that we can copy and paste in our lives and get the same kind of result at the end. David had to first take his eyes away from his main men. These guys were dangerous men. They, he had done a lot of things. So he had every reason to believe in them. He had every reason to expect them to stop behaving childish and let's get going. No, no, no. He took his eyes away from what used to be his power and strength. Because by strength shall no man prevail in these circumstances. And so these people who were his encouragers, who have now themselves become completely discouraged. He had to take his eyes off them. The people that used to encourage you are so discouraged themselves now, they're probably blaming you and accusing you as if you are their enemy. And that is not new. We've seen it happen to David. He had to take his eyes away from his as well encouragers who have turned into lynchers now, who but themselves are completely ravaged and discouraged. David then settled his eyes and his heart on the Lord his God, took it away from what he used to look at and put it on the Lord. And everyone needs the God of miracles, even at this point in time. And it is time for us to get real and encourage ourselves in the Lord our God directly. Now it is not through my pastor. It is not through my prophet. The word has come. David had to get it, encourage himself directly to the Lord. And he went to the priest and said, give me the effort. He didn't say, the priest should be the one that wears the effort and consult the Lord. He said, give me the effort. I want to ask God by myself. Should I pursue because there's going to be a turnaround. Once has God spoken, twice have I heard that the power to turn a dead end around belongs to God. I come with the voice of the Spirit saying that situation is not supposed to be a dead end. God is going to turn it around if you will choose to get real and encourage yourself in the Lord and go and take on your relationship with the Lord and stay with the Lord and He will give you instruction in righteousness that will turn things around. Glory be to God. I want to close with a question. As true as this is, to show you how great God is, Consider the question with me today that supposing God was telling David to return to Ziklag, his home, on the second day. Because if he had gone back on the second day, 
the Amalekites will have met him and the men of Bilal, and they will have snuck back where they were, where they came from. And sometimes when we face a devastation, it is because somewhere along the line we started depending on our own strength. We're enjoying our victory. We're enjoying the victory party with our boys, with our people. So much so when God says, no, 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 don't do it one more time. Shut it down now. Don't trade the next consignment. Uh, this is not the time to travel. Because our passport is full of visas, we have all kinds of tickets. We go on one last trip and all hell breaks loose. I don't believe that all of us ought to have been where we are today, just like David. But since we're past that stage, it is time to now encourage ourselves in the Lord our God. Because he is a forgiving God. He's a father that welcomes home the prodigal. And so finally, finally, let me read 1 Samuel 30 verses 18 to 19, the end of the story. And this is how our story will end. It will end in praise. Nothing else but good news. You know me. I told you this thing and these things are coming to pass. 1 Samuel 30 verses 18 to 19, I read the word of God, the end of the story. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives and nothing, nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which the Amalekites had taken from them, David recovered all. And I, and I say that you and I are not going to be victims of this thing. Yeah, we went through a rough time where it looks like we saw a complete devastation, but God is going to help us turn it around. New Living Translation in verse 20, because I read to you only 18 and 19, the New Living verse, uh, Translation in 1 Samuel 30 verse 20, I like the way it puts it, verse 20, the New Living Translation says, David also recovered all the flocks and herds, and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock. So he got more than he lost, the other livestock, and this is what happened. This plunder belongs to David, they said. This plunder, this extra belongs to David. At the end of this, I trust God for you and I, your family and my family, our church, that we are going to, hallelujah, be getting together, blessing the name of the Lord in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We're going to end up better than when we started. And at this funny time, I want you to stand to your feet and join me in the closing hymn. This closing hymn is prophetic. It is a prayer. It is worship. It is entitled, Lead Us, Heavenly Father, Lead Us.
my prayer for you and I, for all our loved ones, our blood family, our church family, is that our Heavenly Father will lead us the way he led David to pursue and overtake and that he was going to recover all. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, our Heavenly Father will guide us, will lead us. He will instruct us so that the devastation will not become a complete dead end and be the end of the story of our well-being. But there will be a recovering of all that was lost and there will be spoils and plunder on top of it so that what the enemy meant for good, hallelujah, God turns around for evil. So not only do we recover what we had, we go on to another level. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so shall it be for you and I in Jesus' mighty name. Glory be to God. I want you to remember that you should, you, I want you to remember that you should get real and let's all stop playing the blame game. Let's stop emoting. Let's stop getting angry. Let us gather our emotions. Get a hold of ourselves. Every time the temptation has for you to sigh and to say, mm, if this person had helped me, every man in this situation would bear his own load. This is not a situation where you lean on anybody. You lean on the Lord. And the Lord is a strong tower. He's, he can carry us all our weight. So this is the time to go to God. Take your heart, take your affection and put it in God. Put your eyes on God. This Stop disconnecting from worship. Don't join people who don't give offerings anymore. As a matter of fact, get out your offerings even right now. Get out your tithes because you want to prove that you have changed your mind. Because if you're going to be like uh, David's men who kept crying, who kept being miserable, nothing is going to change. Uh, this is time to reconnect with the Lord, your God. Bible says he strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. You see, people call him Lord, but they don't deal with him as God. If he's Lord, then he ought to be God. And God, the word Lord means master. God means kabiosi. You don't challenge him. So everything God has instructed you to do, to, to, to do the work of an evangelist, share this video. Do what you can. Be good to others. Serve God in every way you can. Give your offerings, give your tithe, do your thanksgiving. And be faithful because that is the only way this devastation will not be a full stop. For David, he, he saw a devastation of all devastations. But till tomorrow, he's still a man after God's heart. He went through a lot, but God delivered him. And uh, his son, he says, his son will sit upon his throne. And even Jesus is called the son of David. So just because we're devastated at this point in time, does not mean our destiny is lost. Our destiny is in God and is the only one that can change the situation. May God hijack this pandemic situation, hijack it from the devil and turn it around for good as we get real and encourage ourselves in the Lord our God. Let us return to God. Let us enthrone God. All that nonsense of coming to church late, not going to church, not giving an offering, let it stop. God is ready for you, and I know you're ready for God. With that, I bring the service to a close. I know you have been thoroughly, thoroughly blessed today. Can you lift up your hand with me?
as we recite a tenet, we believe in the God of grace, we rely on the grace of God, so the God of grace gives us his grace, always to win the race. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever.